0: On this episode of Five Paragraph Podcast, I, your host, Michael J. Penny, will be sitting down to discuss entrepreneurship. So if you're not already familiar with entrepreneurship, it is the act of behaving like an entrepreneur while working within a larger organization and having access to resources from that larger organization. Entrepreneurship is a delicate balance of working within the vision of of the leadership to that organization while also going forward and operating as an entrepreneur would operate. This is a concept that is relatively new in management. Uh, entrepreneurship was coined back in 1978 by Guilford Pinshoe, I believe is how you pronounce it, Pinshu, uh the third. And he. It's Gifford Pinchot III, if you want to look up entrepreneurship. But he coined the phrase entrepreneur uh, within the business management complexion. And you can look him up online. He's still doing things with, with larger organizations that are out there. Um, entrepreneurship is, is unique in the sense that it is small unit leadership. Entrepreneurship requires that the leader who is picking up the task, whatever they're assigned to do, fits and conforms to the organization's vision. If if they have an idea that's extraordinarily outlandish and everything is all being operated as a completely separate company would be operated, it, it, it's not pulling any of the standard operating procedures or anything else. Then it's a separate startup it's entirely different that's over there, and that's a whole separate company, right? Entrepreneurs are department heads, managers, supervisors. They either see an idea, pick it up, want to run with it, and how do you do that you're You're a business leader, you see an idea, pick it up, want to run with it. How do you get the green light? We'll talk about that briefly, but then how do you, as a leader, delegate your authority while maintaining responsibility, accountability of the overall mission set? So if you're, let's say you're a business leader, you're within a complex of a greater organizational structure of whatever your industry is. We've helped healthcare administration, uh, financial sector, insurance Uh, we've helped with a number of different industries that are out there. So don't think that yours is uniquely different and cannot be used, uh, or cannot use the five paragraph business plan for what you're doing. Again, the five paragraph is based on military methodology of creating an operations order, briefing it to higher ups, briefing it to the team, and then going and executing on it and maintaining accountability every step of the way. Yes, through a patrol, through checkpoints, through other different various things. But the five-paragraph operations order is used throughout the military. Wherever you go in the military, five-paragraph operations order is used from a top-level perspective down. And primarily, it's the Army and the Marine Corps. But me, being a Marine veteran, everywhere that I went in the Marine Corps, every school that I attended every course that i had to go through every different echelon that i had to to rise up through it was all in five paragraph operations or and fellow marines when you're out there you know think about it take a look back at some of the different school material that you have and you will quickly realize that everything is five paragraph and why is that it's just very intuitive it's just a very intuitive method for being able to put everything together we use it through every rank in a variety of situations. So that was where I started in taking this great you know, working wheel. Don't reinvent the wheel, right? So taking that working wheel and marrying it up with the nuts and bolts of great business plans and other proven business practices and putting those two things together, two working wheels, And bringing that experience as an educator into it, that is how you create something new. How you go zero to one, to quote Mr. Thiel, right? If you haven't already looked at Zero to One, uh, Peter Thiel's book, One of Many, uh, please take a look at it. Guy's brilliant, in my opinion. So, an entrepreneur who's a business leader seeking to get the green light from your higher-ups, let's say, for instance, your leadership that's within your organization, they've either tasked you with something or have said, hey, we want to get this done. And you volunteered yourself for something you don't know how to do, which I have done uh, so many times. I have definitely volunteered myself for some stuff that I have no idea how to do. And that, why did I do it that way? Because we're going to tackle it. I don't know how we're going to achieve the mission. No one else really knew how we were going to to get to mission accomplishment. I mean, you just have no idea. You know, and so best suited for the job, all right, volunteer yourself for it. You know, this fits my wheelhouse. Go. Uh so with entrepreneurs who are business leaders sitting around the, the conference room table and hey, we've got this crazy notion, this crazy idea we need somebody who's looking into it, who can tackle it. Yep, that's me. And then you have that uh-oh moment. Swing on through five paragraph because how it works in the military, and this is exactly how we train uh, in workshops. I just got done doing a workshop with Mid Michigan Healthcare. Uh, I got to tour their flagship uh, hospital with them and put together a tailored workshop that fit their needs. We're talking about multiple sites all across Michigan, part of the University of Michigan's healthcare system. They're looking to achieve magnet status. Just they're wrapped up in managing the chaos, and they're doing a great job as far as helping all of the communities in Michigan. This is just stepping it up. Every little bit of leadership training can help. It empowers individuals, uh, and five-paragraph business plan is a tool and a method for being able to create a plan. All right, so you've been tasked with something. You have no idea how you're going to do it. You create that plan, and then you back-brief your higher-ups. So you, when you read the text, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about because we go through a preparation phase in the beginning. We're pulling all of this stuff out of your organization. And then at the end of the book, spoiler alert, you create your executive summary. So preparation and executive summary are they are the same template. They're not the same thing, obviously. Preparation being this is where we're started. You go through your plan. There's going to be deviation as you're going through your plan because you're going to be able to put more meat onto that skeleton, so to speak. And then eventually, uh, at the end of your uh, uh, at the end of your plan, at the end of your text, you're going to be able to put together an executive summary that really hits it nail on the head how you're going to do that which you've been tasked with, that which you said you could do. Uh, and so the executive summary is crucial because then you can essentially memorize it and have a very quick pitch. Your elevator pitch goes or comes out of your executive summary because your executive summary is the highlight, the wave top highlights of everything in your business plan. So you sit down at the conference room table, uh, you know, you get tapped, hey, what? where are we standing on all of this? You can quickly brief the executive summary in an under, hopefully in under 90 seconds, you can brief an executive summary to someone and then answer some questions and boom, you're going around the table. You know, so That is from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Do we have other case studies? Yes, we do. Uh, Same thing happened with Medical Mutual Insurance. I actually uh, met the gentleman on a flight out to Dallas. It was fantastic. He's managing the chaos. They're doing great things at Medical Mutual Insurance here in North Raleigh. They do medical malpractice insurance, if you're looking them up right now. But just doing good things. Great people. uh, Big numbers on the board. Uh, we're operating in seven states. They've grown significantly since using Five Paragraph. So, And what's great is I love when people are circling back going, hey, man, I just got my second promotion. So congrats, Nate. Shout out to my boy. Anyway, it's just it's so fantastic working with folks that are out there and love using Five Paragraph Business Plan, and they're willing to accredit some of their success and getting promoted back over to Five Paragraph, so that's really cool, thanks. Uh, For all of you who are out there interested in creating your own Five Paragraph business plan, if you haven't already checked out FiveParagraph.com, do so. When you click on Start and the drop-down menu comes down, well, there you have it. You've got our book, tutorials. Uh, You can download the template. The template's free. Uh, So when you go through the template and you're listening through the tutorials, those are free. Essentially, that's I mean, you got to you got to plug in your name and email address or whatever. So the uh, the point being, though, if you're like, hey, I understand this. I understand business plan templates. Oh, but I need you know, a little bit of help in the different various sections. Those tutorial episodes are all podcast based. They're all just audio based. Uh, you fill in the template as you go. Now, I'm one of those guys where I need, a little bit more, uh, I need a little bit more engagement from the instructor. Auditory, visual, kinesthetic learning, that allows me to practically apply skill. All right, so we have developed e-courses. So far, we have two e-courses that are out there, the executive summary, so that you can get the green light on your next project, and how to create your five-paragraph business plan. So from going from soup to nuts as far as creating the business plan and then getting into the pitch of things. And the pitch of things is going to be you actually briefing it to someone, whether that's your board, whether that's your C-suite, whether that's internally, wherever it it may be. Because that was one of the things that we encountered with the executives at, well, all of our clients, frankly, unless they're an owner or a member of the board, yeah, I mean – you know how it is, everybody essentially always has a higher-up, which is not necessarily a bad thing. That is to say, hopefully, everybody has a mentor. My mentors are my higher-ups, because I'm the owner. I don't have a board or anything else, and but you need to maintain accountability. It takes discipline to know that you have to maintain accountability of yourself. And so you have to have mentors around you who can help you with that, to seek counsel and the like. It's not just its not just their higher-ups. It's not just their, quote-unquote, your commanders or your leaders. They should be your mentors, and you should definitely be able to go in to your leader's office and say, Hey, I've done this, this, this. I've hit a snag. What do you think I should do? See how I phrase that? You don't just walk in, you're like, I need help. You know? <laughs> this is a guy, I was a sergeant in the Marine Corps, okay? So my empathy level is extraordinarily low. That being said, my emotional intelligence factor is extraordinarily high. I think the you know, media and movies do us injustice because they think that sergeants just scream. And we do not, for the most part. Especially in the infantry. I very rarely saw infantry sergeants who screamed. Because you have to be calculating in a lot of different ways. And you have to understand how your people are going to take certain types of news. You know, especially when you're in the infantry and you're downrange in a time of war. It pays huge dividends to have some emotional intelligence for how people are going to be affected. And having done three tours in combat myself, by the time I hit the third tour and I was a leader, I understood what those other guys were going through. You're doing the same thing, whether you're a leader or you have somebody else who's above you in the leadership uh, complexity. You know, And I say it that way because you have leadership and then you have chain of command. And that's an episode for another time, but you're In short, your chain of command is the leadership who has command authority, and that means that they can construct business plans, get people rolling, all of that other good stuff. All right, so there are other methods of management that I would like to hit on from an entrepreneur's perspective. Uh, I have been asked to talk a little bit about some lean methodologies, about PDCA, Plan, Do, Check, Act, or uh, PDSA, Plan Do Study Act, uh, which is out of the, the background and framework of Edwards Deming and uh, Schuert before him, which is one of his mentors, right? So these, these management methodologies, and they're fantastic methodologies in their own right. The, the, the lean method I am not an expert in, I have not gone through their course study, I understand it only from a wave top perspective. It's a great management perspective. It's great management. Uh, it's great on managing the numbers. There's still a gigantic hurdle of leadership that needs to be crossed. Uh, they have tools, yes, and references and resources that can be used. Five paragraph, very much so different. Uh, the lean methodology fits very well into the execution paragraph. How you're going to handle a certain thing fits very well into the execution paragraph. Uh, Same thing with plan, do, check, act. It fits very well into the the execution paragraph. Agile fits great into the execution paragraph. Why is that? Because the execution paragraph is essentially where your Gantt chart goes. So all your simultaneous timelines are taking place but each one of them need to coordinate and then execute on a given portion of the plan. So if you have your folks that are working on Agile, let's say, for instance, and they're doing a scrum to build the software for the hardware that you're building, all right, and your hardware people, well, they're they're using manufacturing tolerances in order to construct this hardware. Okay, so plan, do, check, act is going to be better for that in order to minimize any of the re- And so while you're going through it, in order to manage the actual bottlenecks that are taking place and the other various things along the assembly, let's say, for instance, post-manufacturing and logistics of things, we're going to lean heavily on on lean. Uh, So there are different things that you can do that you can plug in to your executive or into your execution paragraph for how you're going to handle specific tasks. You know, for instance, I like the entrepreneur operating system. I, I'm a fan of it. I unfortunately am not well embedded within it, at least not enough to consider myself an expert of it. But I really like where where they, you know, block out time across your schedule. They talk about boulders down to uh, smaller rocks, down to pebbles, and how to fit your schedule together. I think it's great as first time management. You know, they hit the... the um, one rose, two thorns. You know what? What's a win that you've gone through? Uh, what are a couple of different problems that you're encountering? And again, I'm wave topping how they mastermind as group, but they are locked tight as far as going through a structure to get through to the important nitty gritty stuff that needs to be done as entrepreneurs. Is that going to work inside of an entrepreneurial setting? Maybe from an accountability standpoint. You know, And again, you could put that, let's say for a five-paragraph business plan, you could put uh, the, the entrepreneur operating system is how you're going to maintain accountability, let's say, for instance, right? And a lot of people go, whoa, hey, wait a minute, you're talking about just complexity upon complexity. Really, no, because it's, okay, so everywhere in the military, you use the five-paragraph operations order so that you understand what the plan is going to be. But mortarmen do mortarmen stuff, and the the guys who fly jets, they understand how to fly jets. A mortarman and a guy who flies a fighter jet, both understand the five paragraph. Because it's the plan to be able to execute. I was a mortarman originally in two thousand four when I joined the corps. I was mortarman. That's a whole nother skill set than flying a jet, but we both understand where we fl- where we fit within the plan. That's where I'm going for here. You know, and it's from an entrepreneurial standpoint, this is how you get your people to buy in to your plan, right? Because this is what we talk about in the executive summary and the five-paragraph business plan, how to create your own in those e-courses. And if you haven't done so, check them out. Uh, the e-courses are right there on uh, under training. We've also got them on the homepage. Uh, I will be sure to put links wherever you're listening to this directly to those e-courses over at fiveparagraph.com. It's five like the number, like the digit, five, not written out as a word, fiveparagraph.com. But how you get that buy-in out of your leadership and out of your people is you take that which is greater than yourself and you implement it into your five paragraph plan so you take this big huge vision that your leaders have constructed to an extent they're they're way up there and have a big picture understanding so they tell you this is the vision moving forward and here's the mission of our organization and you understand what the resources are that are available to you and that there might be resources that you could potentially free up given the circumstances. You have a model to pull from to construct your own plan so that you can build that plan and back brief to your leadership. Hey, this is what I want to do. Uh, this is where I'm going with it. right? And it's actually, it's the... Yes, it's the why, how, what, right? Lean in a little bit on Simon Sinek, but it's also a lot more Peter F. Drucker. So if you're familiar with Peter F. Drucker and you're familiar with some of his work, uh, he, I believe, best fits that small unit leadership management model. Uh, And he actually quoted an infantryman in the jungles of Vietnam in Essentials Drucker, I'll quote the page and the passage. Uh, But there was a a journalist who was asking this, I believe it was a captain, you know, how do you manage all of this? And he goes, well, I'm not going to be out there in the bush when these guys take contact. And so they have to understand what to do without me there. Now, that means that the patrol leader that's out there, me, I would be that guy, Our scope of responsibility, albeit extraordinarily small, let's say a squad of 12 guys. So that would be 10 Marines, 2 Corpsmen. And it's important to them. Obviously, none of us want to perish in the line of duty. We're out there doing our job, and when we make contact with the enemy, we have to know what to do, right? We trained, we put in blood, sweat, and tears training and, and getting ready for this fight, and now we have to know what to do. When we actually make content, we're not always going to have some leader who, who is an officer or what have you, who is over top of us telling us what to do and micromanaging us. A matter of fact, that's going to happen the least amount. That's, that's like 1% of my battlefield experience is having an officer do anything like that. Uh, and I say it that way because you take that scope, that understanding that Peter Drucker quoted in The Essentials Drucker, and you push that forward into the 80s and early 90s when even the military switched over to more of a small unit leadership model from a line engagement model. So in my opinion, a lot of the Denning management method the plan to check at it works great in order to adhere to tolerances it works great from a manufacturing standpoint it works great as far as a study and an analytical standpoint fluid situations is where it breaks down if there's any fluid situation inside of your business model it can it can break down from a leadership standpoint, department head where you're not dealing with fluid situations all of the time it works but when you get down to the people on the ground and trying to do that all of the time in the heat of the moment it breaks down entirely and that's when five paragraph business plan really starts to shine because as far as an entrepreneur what you've done with five paragraph business plan or what you What you'll have the ability to do, especially if you take our e-courses, is construct an executive summary, get the green light, go through, construct your five-paragraph business plan through its entirety, brief that, back-brief it to your leaders, brief it to your team. Transparency, it shows that you have faith and trust in your team and that also leads to accountability up the ladder because accountability needs to go both ways, especially if you're going to go into a fluid situation. This is one of the reasons why it works so well in healthcare administration because healthcare, they understand all of that. They understand what it's like, how to deal with a a life-saving fluid situation. They know what that's like. So with Five Paragraph, what I'm trying to do is work with let's say a healthcare administration it was a hurdle to take five paragraph all the way down to that fluid level whereas when you look at insurance for instance and it, it's fluid all the way down to the ground level especially when you're conducting sales oh it's definitely fluid because there are times well there are times where sales will sell something that's not even underwritten depending Hey, it's crazy how fluid it is. And so you need to maintain accountability both ways. Uh, so when you brief that to your team and the team goes out and executes, they, in the moment of it, are not going to be able to include you as the entrepreneur leader. They're going to have to tackle that situation on their own. You you are the officer they're out on patrol, they need to be able to handle it themselves. How do you handle it? So inside of the book inside five paragraph business plan uh, as well as in our e-courses we talk about the fragmentary order. Same template, uh, we just shrink it down to situation mission execution and then here's your in the moment whatever you need as far as admin and logistics and your command and signal was already briefed That's how you're communicating with us right now. So that's why those two whole paragraphs essentially get knocked off. And I talk about this in the book. It's a very simple go-to resource. Uh, The fragmentary order works great for in the moment. And again, it's the same thing we've been using in the military for 240 plus years. Uh, uh, Baron von Steuben, Colonel Baron von Steuben, brought it over when he professionalized military forces at Valley Forge. That's a thing look it up and before that situation mission execution was the orchestrated methodology for how these Spartans engaged in battle uh, and they didn't use ammo, logistics command and signal they had different methodology for how they're actually going you know whether it's going to be a series of horns or flags or whatever is going to be for how they're going to communicate but remember that was linear combat where everybody is together We're not sending out small units into the field. You know, you're you're shield to shield in phalanx up against another combative. And so you're talking about the origin of it was three paragraphs. Now in the linear, or excuse me, out of the linear and into the small unit leadership, it's five paragraphs, it's maintaining accountability, being able to delegate your authority and then giving your team members that piece of the pie. Because what you've done is you've pulled from the greater overall organization's mission to construct your plan, their vision for success to construct your plan, back brief it, green light, brief your team, go and execute. And it's exactly like how we do it in the military. I uh, I would love to chat with you folks on the phone about this. Contact us at 919-827-0898. Go ahead, drop us an email, contact at fiveparagraph.com. Uh, this is a niche thing. We understand that. And we understand that it is entirely meant for entrepreneurs who are looking to pull elements from their hires vision to construct their plan. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business leader who is out there, who is looking to ramp up their game, manage the chaos, as it were, and put some of those resources that you have available toward professional education, towards continuing ed, professional development, uh, each one of our packages are all certified. So you're going to be able to To have a professional come in and do a workshop, we do day-long seminars. uh, That's six hours, eight hours of programming, breakfast, lunch, maybe a happy hour, however you want to construct it. Uh, And that's us working with you in order to tailor a package that best fits your needs. So get in touch with us. If you're looking for professional development, continuing education, you want to get certified in five-paragraph business plan, uh, take our e-courses. Our e courses are available now. We've got Executive Summary and Five Paragraph Business Plan, how to create your own five paragraph business plan. So check it out right now over at fiveparagraph.com. This concludes another episode of the Five Paragraph Podcast. Uh, if you're ever interested in getting in touch with me, Michael J. Penny, your host uh, and creator of Five Paragraph, I can be found at michaelj.penny.com. That's P E N N E Y. A lifetime of P-E-N-N-E-Y. Because if I told you my name was Penny over the phone, you would spell it like the coin and it's not P-E-N-N-E-Y. So go check that out. Anyway, it'll be in the show notes and all of that stuff. All right, thank you guys. I really do appreciate your time and listening. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. And I really do look forward to working with each and every one of you. Uh, I know for a fact that we can add value to your mission of what you're doing. So get in touch with us, spyparagraph.com. Until next time, take care and be well.